Elliott. Joining me this week, as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? What's going on, my friend? I, I had this really cool intro I was going to do, but we needed video for it. And then you decided, like, at last minute, because we're running a little bit late, to not do video. So yeah. I'm holding you in suspense, and uh, you'll have to wait <laughs> till next week. week. You and know I what? didn't tell you. We are actually, Chris, we're giving away a comic book tonight, a digital copy. Maybe yeah. next week, email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com, what you think Chris is going to do. Make it as creative <laughs> as you want. I think that's great because anybody okay. listening to this, just email us. I mean, we have uh, we only had a few entries this week if you guys were following us on Twitter at the Enthuse Life and right. uh, at uh, what the comic underscore or comic underscore panel on Twitter. You would mm-hmm. have seen we're giving away a comic. So here we're announcing it on the podcast next week. Email us what you think Chris is going to do for the video version of the podcast next week. And I'm Make even holding, I even brought down the comic book that we're giving away. Well, the, the digital code we're giving away. I have the comic book and I'm holding it up right now, but you can't see it because nope. we didn't do video. And I'm also holding the X-Men Red, which I'm holding up, which you can't see, uh, which we're going to talk about in a moment. So, um, yeah, man, the, the video, the non-video is kind of throwing me off right now. <laughs> I, I, I got used to having video, and I kind of like it. I know, man. It's weird, so. right? Podcasting without the video now. Even Guardian Radio, I'm doing now video, and it's like podcasting again like this is weird, just talking to my screen. I'm looking right. at the Stormtrooper. That's my wallpaper on my yeah. PC right now I'm looking at. It's weird. Yeah. Well, um, I guess I can do the show in my underwear then. There, that's right. We can do it. We can do it naked again, Chris. Yep. We can do it. Like the old days. That's right. <laughs> but what's up, everybody here? Thank you here for joining us as always. Uh, generally, we do the show live on Thursday nights on twitch.tv. Uh, Reaver Turks, my Twitch page, which you can find in the show notes. And like I said, email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com. We got some great emails uh, from you guys. We have two of them coming up a little bit later on the show, one of which is going to be the winner for that uh, Infinity Countdown book, right? Mm. Infinity Countdown, that's the one we're giving Infinity away. Countdown, Adam Warlock. Yes. Number one. It's a one-off. Well, the series is, it's going to be a full series, but it's the Adam Warlock uh, story is just one issue. Kicking off. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it nice. goes into goes into a whole bunch. Of, actually, let me go to the back really quick because I'll tell you. So this one is Adam, Infinity Countdown, Adam Warlock, and then you got Infinity Countdown number one, number two, number three, and then Infinity Countdown, Captain Marvel. Daredevil, Darkhawk, Black Widow, Champions, uh, two more Darkhawks, so two and three, another Champions, and actually a fourth Darkhawk. Hmm. So kind of... No event. They're not doing any events this year, right, Marvel? Remember Uh, (laughs) Remember that quote? Like, no, no, we're not doing any event this year. They're doing (laughs) that. They've been doing Venomverse, you know, uh, Venom Inc. Like, all these things happening in Marvel Universe. Marvel's crazy. Right. Uh, but our topic for this week, we got a good one this week. Uh, we're talking about just mobile gaming. Now, I know, you know, Chris was a little concerned. We did a show about just phones. And right. kind of. I think we did dive a little bit into mobile gaming. But I want to go deeper with this episode. Because mobile gaming is something that has completely exploded. And so much so, it's even bleeding into AAA, console games, all of that. So I think it's a, a cool discussion to have. And yeah. talk about some of our favorite Mobile games. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit later on in the show, but we're going to start the show like we do every week uh, with what we've been enthusiastic about. And this week, believe it or not, Chris, what do you got for us? Uh, I actually have some mobile games. Some mobile games. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Two of them, actually. Uh, One of them, like in in my when I'm just flipping through like Instagram, there's always an ad and I and I think there's even commercials for it, too. uh, That Forge of Empires game. Mm -hmm. There's always commercials. Uh, I see them all the time. I, I get them all like mixed up. I can't keep them straight. Like all these like uh, 
old school, not, not old school, but like uh, these almost like I, I call it SimCity. What was the game that you compared it to, which was a better uh, Civ? Fairly, yeah, Civ Rev, stuff like that. So, um, like back in the day, like craftier village type of thing. So the the ad did pretty much what it's supposed to do. It had me like interested. So I downloaded it, and um, as of right now, like the thing that that interest me was that you can go through time. It's not just one time period. Um, you start in the bronze age and you, you literally start with like a hut and you build up, they give you stuff early on and it's pretty quickly. You build up a couple things, not anything major, like a major city or anything like that. But, um, you, you have to start from, from, from nothing and you slowly take over territories. And I mean, slowly take over territories. Um, you have to battle. So, and then the battling is, is kind of, it's pretty much just point and click where you want to go. And as long as you have like more guys than the other one, you usually win. I've lost a couple times to take over like their territory. And then you get more, uh, supplies and things like that if you take over their territory. So I like for how I'm playing it. Um, it's, it's a slow, slow burn, which I'm fine with because another game that we'll talk about in the discussion uh, is a game that I've been hooked on for two years now, and that's a slow <laughs> burn, and I love it. Um, but I like this aspect of it. I, I, I've always liked those sim games where you kind of start from nothing and build up to this massive city. Um, I'm really interested to see how it goes from one era to the next. Like, am I going to build like this beautiful like town and 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 state basically, and then it just goes away? Like, how does it, I don't know how that works. Hmm. Is there when, any PVP component? Like, do you battle anybody else or it's all just. No, not, not that I've come across anyway. You can, you can like be friends with people and uh, form alliances and things like that. But I don't see anything in the game where you are fighting someone okay. live. Um, that's what I was wondering, you know, if it's kind of like Clash of Clans. I mean, that's a huge game, obviously. Yeah. And play. I played and I, that. To me, I yeah. always kind of thought that's what forge of empires was no hmm. no it's a time-based thing so when you know when you when you want to uh craft something some things take a minute some things take an hour so um but i bet they'll it, take your money to make it quicker they will and <laughs> and they have none of it yet of mine anyway um but it's cool it's just a a, a really quick and and i'm sure we'll get into this more too just when you're not doing anything for like five minutes, you can go in and grab the things that were that you have finished crafting and maybe build a couple huts or, uh, or I think the one thing I just unlocked was like a uh, like a fruit stand or something like that. Nice. And put that out. You know what I mean? It's just but you can see and then and, and when you when you zoom out, like the size of it is like, wow, like eventually am I really going to be having this entire land like filled with stuff. So that kind of keeps you coming back in me, in my eyes anyway, but I am nowhere near that. And even the people that I friended, um, their villages aren't even that big yet. And I don't know really how long they that they've been playing. They give you like a ranking. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's a slow, slow burn. So if, if you, if you like the type of game, you know, like the call of duty fans, like, no, this ain't for you. Because <laughs> you want like fast action pace, right? You're not getting and, the action at all. No, so, well, it sounds like I mean, satisfaction. To me, it sounds like it's very much in that vein. Like I said, like a, a Civ game, which those games yeah. they can become very intense, but they are a slow burn. There is probably half, if not three quarters, of that game 
even on the PC, is going through menus and building your literally your civilization to progress it to build your military and ultimately go out and take yeah. down you know other other empires and things like that and and, and, so and the thing i like about this in your pocket sounds great yeah and, and you're and you're not this game's not breaking the mold or anything like that and what i like about it is i've tried other games like this that are insanely detailed so much to the point where it's just information overload and i get lost and i just give up and this is not like that. It's it's it, there's a little bit of like uh, for the for the hardcore people, but it's not so crazy and just over the top with stuff just filling up your screen that you don't know what to do. Yeah. And if and if uh, there's like you know uh, constant missions that you can do, um, and if you don't know where to go, like on the side of the of the screen. You can do that at any point, like, and just progress. There is, like, a, a story mode, as, like, they call it. And it's just real basic missions, um, like craft a bowl or something like that. So if you don't know where to go in the menu, there is a, like, an exclamation point, And you touch the exclamation point, and it'll tell you exactly where to go in the menu to bring up that piece of equipment. So it's just, I mean, it guides you along, and it's not difficult to find that. It's just, it's, it's really, it's, the menus are well done. And I just like that part of it that it's not crazy because I've done that with so many games, especially mobile games where I, I don't know. They just make me feel so dumb. <laughs> like I can't I just can't follow yeah. that. You know? Well, I mean, that's what they want in a mobile game, too. Right. They want it to be accessible to anybody because mm-hmm. they want you to keep coming back to it. And, you know, unfortunately, with the mobile market, <laughs> and we'll talk about this a little bit later on, is there's so many games they have to do something to, to hook you in. And, and one of those things is to make it more of a simplified experience, you know, but, but, you know, it seems like this game has still that level where it appears to be like the, the big brother games, if you want to say of like a regular sieve that literally they just shrunk it down and put it in your pocket. So by making it accessible, but have the appearance of those games, it's going to hook you in, right? You're going to get a, Mm -hmm. the the appeal of that is just perfect. Right. So, and I mean, they advertise like crazy for that game. I mean, this thing actually came out in 2012. I'm looking it up right now. It's been that long, really? That long. Yeah. Wow. Forge of Empires, yep. It's crazy, wow. man. So that, that's one end of the spectrum. And then pretty much on the total opposite on, end of the gaming app spectrum is a, um, a game that I downloaded. It's the sequel, actually. I didn't, I didn't get the first one right. It's Framed 2 is the one that I got. Um, and this is, this is like a really, really cool puzzle game, which is kind of not like how I said, like uh, Forge of Empires is you can just pick it up and play real quick for a few minutes if you want this you can do that but this like takes your you you have to pay attention to this game because it's it's a puzzle game and it's presented in the way of like a comic strip and you have to move the panels around in order for this guy to get through like a challenge Hmm. so he's like a, a spy more or less and you don't know like there is kind of a story there's no there's no dialogue or anything so you're just kind of getting the story through the comic panels and um so if there's like you can and you can go to youtube and uh see the trailer and i'll just kind of like describe what's in the trailer there's like this one scene where he's running down the hall and you can't control him and uh so he's like running down the hall and he'll he'll walk out through a door and there's a guard there and you're dead so what you have to do is like press and hold another panel and slide that over to where he when he walks through that door now now he's in a different space and he's walking past a a guard that his back is to him now so you're just rearranging 
basically like the comic panels for him to get out of a situation. Oh, nice. So you, you are, you die a lot because there's some that are like, they're difficult. They're really like, there's some that they give you in the beginning, you know, it's easy. Like they give you like two or three panels and you got to move it around and it's pretty easy. But then like I've gone to one where there's like eight and you got to move around eight different (laughs) panels. That's awesome. You really have to sit there and focus and concentrate. It's not just a meaningless like, well, I got the TV on and I'll pay attention to both at the same time. No, like you have to like pay attention to this game. And um, the company who, who makes it is called Noodle Noodle Cake. And they have made like real quietly. They've made some real like games that are fantastic. They have this game called Super Sticky Golf. Which is awesome. That's a real like, just pick it up and play real quickly. But I won't get into that game. You can look, just look up, just do a do a search on your app store for for Noodle Cake, um, and almost every game that they have is pretty addicting. Hmm. And, and they're uh, just always, they sound like they're unique. Almost every very, game. very yeah. That's this cool, is man. this. I I just think this is real. And because it's got the comic book vibe to it, adds a cool aesthetic for me. Um, but it's cool. So like I'm I'm still early on in the game and and something happened uh story-wise where you're like I mean you're not really playing for the story. I don't think it's going to like blow your mind if there's like some big reveal or something. It's more or less just kind of your typical like puzzle game that looks like a comic book. Hmm. It's different. It's cool. It's really really cool. Really cool. Did you ever play back in the day was a Comic Zone? Is that what was on the Genesis? Did you ever hear that old game? Uh, I knew. And it was kind of weird, and you were moving like panel to panel. I mean, I remember at the time when I was a kid, I thought it was the, like the coolest thing in the world. I remember the build-up to that game. Like, oh my God, you're in a comic book, in a video game. This is incredible. And I mean, I'm I sure you go back up. and play it now, and it's probably garbage. But <laughs> <laughs> at the time, it was like, oh my God. So yeah, I, can, I could see like being a fan of comics. Like, yeah, to see this puzzle game incorporating that in, man. That's cool. And yeah, and just like I said, just moving those panels around. And it's almost like you're creating the comic book. You're creating the story type of thing. Hmm. It's neat. So I'm looking this up right now. Comic Zone. Oh, comic comic with an X. Yes. Because, so really, oh, of course, really we're 90s, cool. man. You got to be cool, yeah. right? That was cool in the 90s. And the dude, <laughs> dude, the guy on the, looks like, uh, who's that linebacker on the Texans? What? Yeah. The guy on the front cover looks like J.J. Watt. Let me see. Comic Zone. Comic Zone. Everybody tuning in right now, they're uh, everybody's. Googling Comic Zone. <laughs> uh, yep, <laughs> he does. That's awesome. Yep. Actually, it brought me to ComicZone.com is also a website, too. I don't remember this. We don't no. endorse them. Uh, there he is. Yeah, it does look like J.J. Watt. That's funny. But we do endorse... TheComicPanel.com. And Marvel Unlimited. Marvel. No, they endorse us. No, <laughs> they, they don't, us. actually. They don't endorse <laughs> us at all, but we endorse yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. We, we do endorse them. Uh, hopefully, someday <laughs> they will endorse the show, but... Um, well, for me this week, man, I finally saw Justice League, which mm-hmm. is a movie I've been wanting to see because, you know, mm-hmm. I, everybody knows if you listen to the show, I kind of dove into DC Comics uh, back in, what, November, a little before Christmas time. Um, I will say this. It's better than Batman vs. Superman. I thought you were going to say, it's a movie. No, <laughs> no, because, you know, I did enjoy it. I will say I it, yeah. it was mu- a much more competent film. I mean, it's nowhere near Wonder Woman. So it's not right. the best DC movie out there. And I don't think anybody was even really saying that. I think every, everything you saw was, it's better than Batman versus Superman. Right. Um, I believed Ben Affleck more as Batman in this. And I think that's because you see him in action more as Batman, which was cool. You know, of course, you see him outside the suit, but more as Batman is great. 
Um, You get more Wonder Woman, which is awesome. So Gal Gadot, yes, give me more of that. That's great. Mm -hmm. Um, The dude playing Aquaman, eh. I mean, he's the guy. He's from Game of Thrones. Right. I just, I don't know, man. No? Really? No. To me, I can't can't take him away from Game of Thrones. He just doesn't fit the Aquaman part for me. Okay. Um, so it's it's not because he didn't play the role right. It's just you are typecasting him is what I'm you're doing. I'm totally typecasting him and I right. don't know if I I don't know enough about Aquaman to know if he he is playing that role properly. So for me it was and maybe part of it was in my head I kept thinking he's a namer, you know, some mariner, which he's, right. he's clearly not, but in my head I just couldn't take that away. I'm like no, you're not some mariner. I don't like you. Um, <laughs> and then um, the kid playing the Flash is great. I mean, he's funny, perfect. You know, he, he plays that role great. He has some awesome scenes in it. Um, cyborg, I I like the cyborg in this. I think the little backstory they give him, which I'm sure is from the comics, is is cool. CG wise, he looks pretty good. I mean, it's clear that I, I, he must have literally been walking around like Andy Serkis probably did when he did like Gollum and that just completely in a green suit the whole time except for half his face because the whole thing is just CG like which maybe they Mm. use some sort of practical effects for that but it it looks cool like he definitely looks good looks that part Um, however uh, again typecasting I'm used to Cyborg from Teen Titans Go the little crazy show on Cartoon Network because my kids watch it and if you've seen that show Cyborg is a just crazy maniac in that show and he's always going yeah baby like just all crazy (laughs) over the top This cyborg is very, you know, I I should have died and my dad saved me. Like, I'm a cyborg. I'm very serious. Oh, okay. So it was kind of like the complete opposite. Um, but he's badass. He definitely is great. Um, spoiler alert for Justice League. Superman's in the movie. <laughs> he's back. So. <laughs> was that supposed to be like a hidden thing? Yeah, they never showed him in anything, man. No posters, no nothing. Um, so that was the secret, the big secret that Superman is back because he dies in Batman versus Superman. Doomsday kills him. Um, the scene when they resurrect him is pretty awesome. I will say yeah. that that was cool as hell. Um, I think my favorite thing, even though I still think Superman should be illegal because he has every single superpower in the world and no yeah, writer should ridiculous. be able to write a hero like that. Right. The laser eyes in this movie was cool. Are awesome, dude. Yeah. Which I think he, he did it in some of the other movies, but it's just like when you see his eyes light up and he just he just looks so just menacing. It's awesome. Um, but yeah. definitely the CGI outed mustache or beard, whatever it was that they had on Henry Cavill, it just looks terrible. Like if you know if you know what they did, he was filming a movie. I guess yeah, when what they went movie to do, was it? Do you know I what it is? Whatever it was, there's no way it trumped Justice League. That's where, that's where I was going with You're that. You're friggin' Superman. He, <laughs> I, he was growing a beard for some other movie or had a beard, and they had to come back for reshoots. So they went in and they CGI'd out his face to get that's rid of the so beard, bad. and it looks terrible. I mean, there's some scenes where he's talking to Amy Adams, and like in one minute, clearly it was like one of the original scenes. They cut to her face, you know, her talking, and then it cuts back to him, and it's CGI face, and it, uh. it just looks bad like it's really it's like bad a, it's like a tim and eric episode <laughs> like pretty much yeah exactly terrible editing. just terrible <laughs> like i mean what are you doing um wow and then i'm now not i saw no- real quick okay. just not to go too far off of that i saw somebody some fan did an edit um and did a better job than what <laughs> i'm sure wh- what, whatever I'm produced sure. this yeah yeah, that's, you can go check that out. But that was, uh, I think, like yesterday. I saw that somebody, so a fan did an edit, and it and it blows away like what, whatever these guys did. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, um, I before Chris and I started recording this, I just was Googling Justice League and pulled up. There's a story of the top 10 worst images, like CGI images from the movie. So go Google that. You can find those out there if you have Just from that movie? Just from this movie, yeah. Top 10 There's, worst Superman scenes, CGI. I thought you Superman. were going to say like CGI history, like no. of all but there's 10 bad CGI. Dude, there's more than 10. In- I mean, I, honestly, I said to my wife, I'm like, did, did they just CGI the whole his whole face, his whole movie? Like there's it- rarely a time that you look at it and say, okay, that's not CGI. And the the sad thing was I couldn't get beyond that. Like every time I saw yeah. that, I'm just oh, that thinking that right because up. you know it. And I remember when the movie came out, people saying like, what is wrong with his face? Like if you saw it the first time and didn't know that, I don't know how you would receive it if you'd be like, man, that guy is crazy looking. Like, what's wrong with his face? Wow. Are they all on Superman or are they kind of different? Just No, just Superman. Yeah, it's all just it's Superman. all top 10 bad Superman CGI scenes from the movie. And it's like it's still pictures. I mean, it's bad, man. Why um, didn't they just leave the mustache on? It probably would have been pretty bad. I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's been dead. He's back. Oh, he's got a beard or mustache, beard. whatever it is. Exactly. Because yeah, your, your, your body you... hair still grows when you It dead. does, right? Yeah, that's what people thought that you were vampires. Um, he's a vampire, <laughs> Superman. Um, but overall, the film, I, it, it's fun. It's like this was like mm-hmm. a fun superhero movie. So I think people would enjoy it like even if you don't like the justice league go see it it's cool you know i mean you know the story of batman and superman so that literally that's all you need to know come in and have a good time there are throwbacks to batman versus superman so if you haven't seen that movie you know you may be confused at certain little bits but not much i mean the the villain in this is steppenwolf who i don't know anything about steppenwolf but he's kind of a i know that's all i was thinking the whole time i'm like is that Mm. where they got their name um (laughs) Kind of a sad villain. There, there's just there's nothing really menacing about him. Especially the final fight is just pathetic. Um, it, this this really seemed like this is the let's get the team together movie. Kind of shoehorn in a villain, and maybe at some point when they do a second one, that's when there's really going to be the villain. Because unfortunately, because we haven't seen Cyborg, Aquaman, or Flash in any of these DC movies, you had to spend a little bit of time gathering him up i mean if you watch batman versus superman you see bruce wayne's he's aware of them and you see teases to them but he still has to go and get him on the team and so that part of this movie is that which kind of sucks um so you know like any origin movie that that's what sucks about superhero movies that come out like the original spider-man as cool as it is seeing that you know seeing peter parker or, or uh, what was his name toby mcguire we got to see that when they uh, put in who's the other guy? Uh, Garfield was that his last name? When they did the the Amazing Spider-Man, they had to show the origin again, and like that's why yeah. I loved Homecoming because they didn't even bother. They're like, nope. First two minutes, he's being goofy Spider-Man flying around New York, and like we know you know who Spider-Man is. We're not going to waste the time. Yeah. Where Justice League, they kind of have to go through that, not necessarily showing their origins, but having to explain. Okay, this is Cyborg. Oh, there was some kid who died, and oh, there's sightings of him, and his dad's keeping him locked up in the house because he rebuilt him as a cyborg. You kind of got to go through all that, and that kind of sucks. Okay. Um, but I'm looking right now, actually, at the wiki page. Yeah. The movie grossed $656 million worldwide and $228 million in just North America. That's both the lowest Ooh. of all of the DC movies, and their breaking point was estimated to be up to $750 million. So well, when they did that, right? Yeah, just so they just about broke even. They just were broke even. Yeah, dude. The well, the film grossed what six fifty six two twenty. I guess okay. So they went a little bit over, right? So they made about a hundred million on the movie. Wow. So and 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 only two. So you said two hundred million was in 
228 North America, 656 North. worldwide. And it says that, their, their estimated break-even point was $750 million. They only spent three hundred dollars to make it. It's one of the most expensive. It says it's one of the most expensive films ever made. And really, it's probably because of the cast that was there. But when it comes to the advertising, yeah. all that stuff, you know. Wow, man. I, I mean, $200 million, I mean, North America, but let's get real. It's the I mean, United States. You know, like most of it's coming from the United States. That's not good. You think when it came out, that's I mean, this good. was November, man. It wasn't really... Uh, you know, that first week you saw a little bit of buzz about it, and that was it. I mean, there, there's just nothing. Yeah. I remember seeing the trailer for it. Uh, I want to say when I – maybe when I saw Rogue One. Is that possible? I don't – I didn't honestly yeah. see – maybe, like, I don't think you saw anybody, though, did you? I think I remember seeing no, a poster. I but there was a trailer. I, I can't – it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Whenever I saw the Whenever I saw the trailer, I was with my wife – and she knows I don't really like follow DC that much, but we looked at each other and like, well, I mean, they did a good job with the trailer, but that, you know, it tra- mm-hmm. trailers look great. And she's like, you want to see that? And I'm like, no, it, <laughs> it's, it doesn't nope. e- even knowing like the trailer was really well done and, uh, and, and made it look like it was going to be great. I'm like, no, nah, it's just, I, I don't have any hope that they're really going to all of a sudden turn it around. I don't they know. Didn't. And I and mean, it didn't seem like they did. Yeah. It's like I said, it's fun. It's a cool movie. I'm glad, I'm glad it, it's out there. Like it's cool to see this happening, but it's not, I mean, it doesn't even touch the Marvel movies at all, man. Not yeah. even close. Nope. No. Wow. Um, well, let's talk about, let's, let's keep it on the comic tip and talk about something awesome in comics this week. And this is something that's been building now for a while. We knew this was coming for, for uh, months now. But mm-hmm. there's been a, a miniseries that's been running, The Phoenix Resurrection. It's a five-week run about the return of Jean Grey to the X-Men. And it all led up to this first issue that released this week, or last week, really, by the time we're recording it now. Was it last week? Yeah, last week, right? Came last out. week, yeah. Yep. That's X-Men Red is out. So we got blue, and, uh, gold, yep. and now we got red. Yep. A new book here uh, in the X-Men line. And I got to tell you, man, I read this book and it, it I don't want to say it starts out slow because it starts out great. No, it starts off awesome. <laughs> but but I, I think this book is out of all three of these books that are running right now. I think this is going to be the best one, man, because this one just hits so much on what makes the X-Men great. And and I hate to say it, and, and I'm not going to say that it's racism, but it's more the speciesism. It's it's that idea that the X Men are mutants, and people in the society look at them as different. Right. And Gold X Men Gold is great book. You got Wolverine and all that, but they've been just kind of on these adventures, and the, and the mansion is in the middle of Central Park, and they're just kind of more your classic X Men storybook. X Men mm-hmm. Blue is the book right now that is running with the original X Men. It, and it's like Jean's great daughter, or Jean Grey's daughter, I think, is uh, who's running that one. Uh, but they've been time traveled. It's the X Men time travel, so it's Beast and Iceman, and it's all that. And their stories have been cool, but this one seems like it's back to here's this team, not necessarily a new team um, of characters because we know these characters, but it's like the the things they're going to be facing are going to deal with those political things. I mean, there's a scene, and, and I, I'm I think we're going to say spoiler on this, because we do need to talk about some of the things happening in this book. Yeah, there's now one we're talking scene about it. Where, um, kind of some of the premises, there's a child who 
the car gets carjacked and the kid starts screaming in the car so much so that it's he basically he's a mutant and so it's this giant wailing sound glass shattering they call him like a vocal bomb basically and supposedly kids don't or your mutant abilities don't come out until you're an adolescent and so for an infant basically a 11 month old or whatever he is to have this is kind of a shocking thing um and you know, you see this guy on TV, and I wish I could find the quote. I'm trying to flip through to the quote from the guy, but, you know, he's, he's basically a guy on TV saying, like, it's ridiculous. You know, we need to protect people. They need to do something. And this woman's like, well, what are you what are you saying? And he's like, we need to do, you know, testing for women that are pregnant and find out if they're mutants. And the woman's like, well, what are you going to do if you find out it's a mutant? And he's just yeah. like, we'll do what needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just saying, we're going to kill babies. We're, yeah, we're Like, that's aborting, setting the tone mutants. for this book, man. This isn't about, like... Oh, you need to sign up with the government and we're going to banish you to this other island. And, you know, what like some of the previous things had we have. There's a guy in this book that's saying straight up, we're going to test women who ha- are pregnant and we're going to kill those babies if they're or that's what he's wanting to do. I mean, obviously, right. this hasn't passed. That's crazy, man. It's insane. And and, and even before that, even before that, like the, the very first scene is, is again, like a, a little girl. She's not an infant. She's maybe like 10 years old or so. And she's the opening scene she's sleeping and Jean kind of talks to her like in her dream and she's like you know wake up get out of your room they're coming and the people who are coming are like a mob and her mother who points a gun at her and says abomination her mom's gonna kill her and and her mom is gonna kill her and then you know x-men swoop in and and save the girl um but yeah that for me that set the tone of like yeah man like now we're getting back to like X-Men versus the world type of like mutants versus the world type of thing. Like yeah. that, those were those, the first movies, like that's what those movies like really hit home was, uh, you know, just what I said, like mutants are outcasts mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the, the, the two factions of, you know, professor X and Magneto and, and all that going on. And, and, and it was just, you really got the sense of like this kind of like war and this book is kind of like the start of that, I think. Yeah, and I'm think looking you... right now. They're, they're calling it the because, you know, they, a lot of times I put titles on the story arcs. It's called The Hate Machine. Part one, Heal the World. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and they're going the route of, um, you know, th- they, you know, they're trying to like. I guess like progress the, the will of like professor X and they're trying to like be one with humans. And even though there's pushback from humans, so Jean gray kind of goes that route and she goes to the United nations and kind of has like the nation of Wakanda recognize them as the, like as a species and stuff. And then something goes on on the outside oh. of the United nations where this woman who kind of like had some pushback, she's like, she's one or, of the head, like UN people, right? Isn't she like something like that? I remember yeah. where, I can look through it right now and try to find it, but she kind of had like some reservations on kind of like giving them, I don't know, I guess like free reign or just recognizing them. She had yeah. some reservations. So, uh, Jean meets her on the outside and, and realizes like this woman is not who she says she is because somebody is possessing her. And okay. those panels, dude, like they're, I'm looking at them right now. They're pretty, they're pretty terrifying, dude. Like the, the artistry in that, in those couple panels where this woman's face changes, like she looks like a demon. Yeah. Well, like she's talking to this lady basically saying, cause, cause what it is, Jean's trying to have X-Men or not X-Men, the mutants recognized 
almost as a nation. And the woman says, you're not a nation, you're a species or whatever it is. And um, yeah. so then, and that, and, but then that's when you see, you know, the representative from Wakanda stand up and the guy from Atlantis for, you know, uh, Namer stands up. And so it's like all these people are now saying like, no, we're going to recognize them. So outside Jean comes up to the woman and the woman's like, you know, I can't believe what you did there, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Jean's trying to kind of plead her case to the woman. And then suddenly like on a dime, the woman snaps. And like Chris mm. said, you see these two, it's like two or three panels and her face the way they drew it, she does uh, look just like a demon. And yeah. she starts saying, like, I had a plan. You ruined it. And so it's as if the someone's coming through this woman saying, hey, I had a plan. And now you've ruined, you know, what I was going to do. And then proceeds to blow the woman's head up. Yes. I mean, you. so basically, <laughs> and there's TV cameras, all these people around watching Gene interact with this woman. So and Gene did it, of course. Thinking Gene blew this woman, literally just blew her head up on the woman's shoulders. And that's basically where the book ends of, of well, Nightcrawler you find out, in. you find out who was controlling her mind. Yes. Should we, should we say that? I mean, that's up to you. Well, yeah, we, I said spoilers. All right. It's uh Cassandra Nova who is professor X's daughter. Insane. <laughs> Crazy. Like, where's this going, man? I don't know, man. Is she so she's Magneto? And there's a picture of her holding a head of a sentinel. Yes, that's as yeah, if like yeah, you know, yeah. like like you think of um, Ham- Hamlet, you know, like Shakespeare holding like you know the the skull in the hand. This is her holding a, a head of a sentinel. So this this book is off to a great start, man. I'm t- this. We've been talking about Thanos, and Thanos still is great and is going to be great. But if if there's another book you need to add on top of Thanos, it's this one. Like yeah, this is the book to this. Man. They've set a really good standard in it. And what what do you think of I, I really dig her outfit in this one? Oh my god. The cover like you the, see it on the, the cover. It's because it's such like a modern take on Gene, but such a throwback to 90s Gene. Yeah. Like it just it has this look to it where it's it's that's Gene Grave. The minute you see it, you know it. And but it still has a 90s Gene look to it. It's it's cool, mm-hmm. man. This, this book is really good. I think they're gonna really set a standard for Marvel and hopefully you know, with uh, Phoenix coming out of the movie, people will come back to this book here. You know, by that point, it'll be what, probably four or five issues in. And right. uh, as long as they can kind of keep the, the momentum going with this book, I think this is going to be a big, big book for Marvel for sure. Right. So, I mean, where do you think this arc is going? Because they, they don't know, at least I don't think they know that, you know, uh, Cassandra is the one that blew her head up off unless, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. She's, well, she's well, the talking. stuff we see in the beginning of her saving the little girl is two months before the events of the UN. So we know she's at some point going to be, you know, uh, just back with the team going out, essentially trying to save mutants basically. Now, because it's twofold now, now because like you said, like this happened, uh, like live to the, to the world. So everything that she was just about to accomplish is out the door completely thrown away. So, so it's going to be twofold of trying to win back the public's trust and finding Cassandra Nova and, and dealing with that aspect of it. Mm. So I think it's mm. going to be a long arc, man. I think, I think there's going to be like smaller arcs within that overarching piece. Um, there's going to be other pieces of the puzzle. Definitely. Um, and, you know, I would assume they're probably gonna do some sort of crossover event with one of the other books. Um, I think it'd be interesting probably. to see that with blue, definitely with, you know, kind of, um, Cyclops being in there, Scott and all that. Um, yeah. I think it would be kind of neat, and 
I don't know, but I'll tell you, this this is a book that I'm super psyched. I was already psyched just thinking like, oh, you know, Resurrection was cool, and they're going to be bringing this in. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in this book, what the storyline is going to be, and this first issue just blew me away. It yeah, completely great. superseded any expectations that I had. Just completely. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, they did a good job with it. Really, yeah. really good. And so, the next issue, I... the you can see the cover on there. It's uh, just a cool shot of Nightcrawler oh, yeah. uh, with a sweet beard. Rocking the beard. That's true, yeah. Hopefully Old they CGI crawling. out his beard <laughs> in the panels. He's, he's in another comic, so that's a CGI that's right. his beard out in this one. That's so. right. That's <laughs> oh, funny. Awesome. Um, one quick thing here before, because we, we got one cool news story I want to talk about. Um, I do want to just give a shout out to Epic Games. Um, as many of you know that uh, I also did another show, Paragon Radio, talking about Epic's MOBA Paragon. Uh, thank you for everybody who sent me condolences for Paragon <laughs> shutting down <laughs> a month ago, two months ago, whatever it was now. Um, but yeah, Paragon is shutting down April 24th, I think is the date, um, sadly. And, and really it's because just the success of um, Fortnite. You know, Fortnite became such a huge success for them that it's like, why waste? I don't want to say waste, but, you know, in their eyes, I'm sure it's, they, they did the math and said, you know, we're better off just pursuing Fortnite with the success that's ha- that's been having. Paragon is completely rebooted like three times over its two two year life cycle um and they just you know basically people were falling off every time so i understand it but kudos to epic because one interesting thing they did is every time you play any of these games as a service because paragon's a free-to-play game it's game as a service you click that little what do they call it the eula the end user license agreement Mm -hmm. and you basically say hey anything i buy in this game or whatever I'm buying, but I know I don't really own anything. And at any point, they can shut the service down and you got to cut your losses. That's it. Right. Well, they decided to say, hey, we're going to give refunds to everybody for every dime you've spent on our game. Is Which, the game free? It's, it's a free to play game? game. Okay. But so you buy like you... skins for your characters, or like right. I also bought before I went into open beta, I bought early access for 20 bucks. So right. that was something that I purchased. You could have bought like the lifetime. Uh, pack which was like a hundred dollars which gave you masteries for all the characters every time a new character came out a mastery basically gives you special uh skins if you level up the character far enough you can only level them up high enough if you own the mastery so that was another thing that they had well i'm getting 180 bucks back from epic awesome super cool right that they they went ahead and did this there's a guy i saw on reddit man he's getting over 4800 dollars back have they said like what the total is going to be no but no. that's the other thing that makes me wonder is how much money are they making off Fortnite that they can go uh, ahead and refund and do this. all of that money, Mac, man. Wow. It's wild. And what do you think, like, I mean, is this is this starting like a precedent for people? I know that they make both <sighs> games, but people aren't going to see it that way. A right? precedent for like just for, free to play games in general? Oh, yeah. For people I don't wanting know, refunds back, you know? It's like... Uh, not many games really get shut down fully, do they? No, like the the yeah. other game, which which I was laughing. I'm like, literally within a, a span of like three months, I've had two games that I loved shutting down, or or at least one announcing and and one that did, and that's Paragon. The other one is Marvel Heroes, the free to play. It was been on PC for years. They brought it over to consoles in mm-hmm. uh, uh, the summer, and decided, nah, we're gonna shut it down. And wow. it was such a fun game, and it was literally Diablo, but Marvel Heroes. And yeah. you, you know, you could either play a bunch and earn the in-game credits to unlock heroes that then you would level up and go out and get loot. And it was so cool. And they just 
threw in the towel, done. And that game, I mean, if you think about it, the original Marvel Heroes had been out for four or five years on the PC. So when they shut that down, all those people lost all that money. And, you know, maybe that's something Epic looked at because that literally happened in December. So maybe they looked at it and saw just how mad people were. And I think that company in the end, uh, who was that? Um, Gazillion, which, Chris, we actually, you probably don't remember this. We had John Romero on our podcast, the A-Vault podcast, Mm -hmm. years ago. When him and somebody started Gazillion, and they said they were working on a Marvel property, that was Marvel Heroes. Oh, I don't remember him saying that, but I remember him. We had him on. It was like the second or third time we had him on. Yeah. And so that was that game. And so now Epic maybe saw that and said, you know what? It would be better for us to just cut our losses, spend the money to basically try to win people over. Because, you know, instantly people are upset. Like, why are you closing Paragon? It's like, well, here's some money back. Take the money, go play Fortnite. (laughs) like that's kind of what they're trying to do and i you know i know some people probably look at that as a cynical thing but i'm looking at it like hey kudos to them man because they don't they literally did not need to give anybody one penny back no and they're willing to give you everything back not even like half and the crazy part that 180 dollars, i bought two physical discs of paragon because that was the other thing they actually put it out on uh playstation you could buy discs in the store and it came with $60 $60 of in-game money. I bought two discs just because, you know, I had games to trade in and that and it was just cheaper for me to do it that way. I had my digital receipts that I sent them from PSN and then I actually sent them two, I didn't have the register receipts, two images of the boxed copies with the discs and the codes that I input into PSN and they took that. Wow. Because they know I spent the money on it. And they and I said, you know, you can go into my account and see when those codes were activated and they must have and they said, okay, you're approved. Wow. So, so it's not like you had to jump through through hoops to get this nope. back. It was very... Nope. It just took a little while for a response because so many people, I think, went in and did it. But I just, just as of this morning, woke up to the email saying, your thing's approved. It'll yeah. take about two weeks, it said. and That's pretty crazy. Pretty I mean, crazy, man. Because you, could you imagine someone like like a Clash of Clans or you know Marvel Galaxy Heroes, if anything like that, and they've refunded money? I mean, there are people in those games who spend thousands, thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm crazy mm-hmm. that's that wow wow that that's unprecedented that that yeah. doesn't that doesn't happen so i just want to big big kudos to epic games man i think that's pretty cool there at least to yeah. it. it sucks you're shutting your game down but <laughs> thank you for giving yeah. my, my my money back i appreciate that <laughs> um one other thing too here before we get to the big topic and this is again back on the video game tip a lot a lot of video game chat this week uh, this was reported i think at first in the the uh, business insider and i'm looking at it right now on gamesindustry.biz uh actually streetinsider.com that's where this came from um but twitch the streaming game streaming service twitch or even where we do our show viewership has surpassed cnn and msnbc so for, it says like, uh, concurrent viewership for January. The highest Twitch hit was 962,000. And in comparison, yeah. it said MSNBC gets about 885,000, CNN about 783,000. Um, and then you look at the big ones like ESPN or even Fox News, 1.5 million. So it didn't surpass them far yet. Behind. But it's gonna, yeah. man. What do you think of that? Uh, I can't wrap my head around that because I, I, I don't, I'm not like into the, the Twitch world like you are. So it blows my mind that that many people are watching people, I mean, play games. Yeah. It's wild, I, 
What's up? It's wild. It's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, good for them. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've just never been that one to, I just feel like watching other people play <laughs> video games is boring to me. Like when I'm watching like you do it and we're in the same room, <laughs> watching people do it like on, on a computer screen is just, I know dude, they do more than that. And right. Well, that, there, that, there's other things that they do. It's, I'm saying when you look at the popular people, it's their, they themselves are like entertainers right. or they're just really good at it. But you know what? There's a, I think there's a couple factors that I'm kind of looking through the article. They brought up a few of these things, but there's, I think there's a couple things at play. Um, number one, that uh, you've had just television viewership and even more specifically cable viewership just dropping as people cut the cord. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, how much of that CNN number and MSNBC number does that take into account either people streaming it through their phone, you know, by cutting the cord or is that just straight up cable to the to your wall? You know, right. people watching on cable TV and, and sure ESPN is going to still be up there because guys don't want to cut the cord because some of those services don't cover ESPN or they just got to pay a little bit extra and they can't convince their wife to let them get it. Um, <laughs> Fox News, not going to stereotype, but some of the people that watch Fox News maybe necessarily aren't cutting the cord. Um, <laughs> so maybe that's something. But then also with what was going on on Twitch in January, the Overwatch League launched. And Overwatch, I told you, man, it oh, is yeah, yeah. huge. I did it watch is... some of that. I, I will admit that I did watch some of yeah, that. But it's what... presented well, right? I mean, yes, they, they have guys well, yeah. sitting at a desk, which, you know, League of Legends and Dota have been doing that for years and other games do that. But it's like, you know, just people being Blizzard fans, even if you weren't an Overwatch fan, you logged into World of Warcraft, Blizzard has been pounding into your head the Overwatch League is coming. So you probably tuned in to watch it at some point and find a little bit of entertainment in it. So I think there's something to that. So there's kind of like two things at play. Number one, people just dropping off of cable. So the cable numbers are going down or television numbers are going down. And then you have this rise of not just Overwatch, but all these other things that people are watching on Twitch. So it's kind of playing two things together and... Hell, I mean, my son and, and Chris, I mean, I don't know, you you may get there at some point with your daughter in the years to come. Mm -hmm. I mean, God knows what she's going to be watching. But like <laughs> my son and even my daughter, it's all YouTube or Twitch. That's all they want to watch. Like for me, I only go on a Twitch if there's a game that I maybe know that I want. I don't really read reviews anymore or anything. I just go watch somebody play it on Twitch because then I'm like, okay, right. here's a, a live person like me probably. I don't even watch like that top people. I go, go down a ways where there's like 100 people watching. And just find some regular Joe Schmo like you playing the game. And it's like, okay, well, this is this is the experience of a normal person playing this game. And then, then I'll decide, do I want the game? Do I not want the game? Um, and I think that, <laughs> you know, kids nowadays, like my son, that's all he does. Like, he's my son is into to Fortnite, which is killing me. Because it's like, you're playing and loving the game that killed the game that I loved and started a <laughs> podcast over. Damn it. But if he, if we don't let him play the game, it's like, all right, man, you know, no more game time, you know, and, and he's getting ready at night to wind down to before he goes to bed and have a snack. He wants to watch somebody on Twitch play Fortnite because he has like two or three wow. people that he watches. That's his nightly television. Wow. That's it, man. Or, or on YouTube, he's watching some guys that he watch play Fortnite and that's their thing. Do they still watch uh, like the guy do Minecraft and everything? Is that still a thing? Uh, or... Diamond Minecart, yeah. I mean, he's I he's, he's kind of moved beyond Minecraft now, but that but that was the thing before. It was either watch somebody play Minecraft on Twitch or YouTube videos on Minecraft. Like that's it, man. And and so this this generation of kids are moving that direction. And Twitch, I mean, they're going to be surpassing, you know, all these channels because again, you know, they're they're. You think about it. What a great 
situation that is. It's owned by Amazon, number one now. So Amazon is making tons of money off it. But like they don't even need to create the content. They're not creating the content. It's it's people coming to them to create the content for free. And so that's why, like, you know, you look at MSNBC and CNN and they got to fly reporters around. They got to hire people to run the camera. They got to do all of that where it's like, hey, man, we just got a website. We got to hire some people to make sure the website don't crash. (laughs) And, you know, the game companies love it because they're just giving all these top streamers all these games for free because it's what's the best advertising that's out there. We'll send it to them a week early. I mean, that's why you have companies not even sending review copies to gaming websites anymore. They're just sending them to, they call them influencers, to either YouTube people or Twitch people because what's the better advertising? Do you want to watch, you know, my son watches this guy in Fortnite. If he saw that guy playing whatever the latest, hottest game is, chances are he's probably going to want to buy that game because that's a better advertisement than my son somehow trying to search out on GameSpot or IGN. He's never going to come across those reviews. Because he mm-hmm. wants to watch this guy that he knows that likes Fortnite, like him, play the game. I mean, same reason why, like, when we did our podcast, or anybody who listens to our show, you listen to us for our opinions because you enjoy hearing our opinions, right? You you right, enjoy yeah. us, which I love, by the way. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's it's the same concept. It's you, you feel like you know these people, and their opinion matters to you because maybe it falls in line with what your opinions are on these yeah. things. So It's like the next evolution in, in just... How how we get information, you know what I mean? Like like in the review front, like yeah, like for the comic panel, we still do written reviews, but we scale them down. Um, they won't take you like twenty minutes to read a review, and and I've said this so many times before. Like even I'll read a review for a video game, or even a comic book, or uh, an album, or something. Like go read a go read a review for uh, an album on RollingStone.com. You will have no idea by the end of the the review if that reviewer likes it or dislikes it, <laughs> because they're not talking about the the album. Like and and they and especially Rolling Stone, like they they want to they want to wow you with the vocabulary. Yeah, it's amazing. And and then they give it a score at the end. People are interested in quick. Like it, it's I want to know this information right now because I'm I'm already on to the next thing. Yep. When I've started reading this review so mm-hmm. it's just it's just the, the the nature of the beast right now it's like constant in and out uh you know information um but it, it it makes me think if like you said like twitch is doing all this and they're just sitting back yeah and letting all this come to them what if they actually put some some stuff into this service well like some original what they do is if anything that you would consider like a twitch original if you want to say is really them just putting together like a quick tournament or one time they did something with uh like tostitos or not tostitos what's the pizza rolls like totinos or something like that they did like something like a new fifa came out so like they teamed up with ea and the pizza roll people and had them out at like the twitch studios or what, right. you know, whatever that is, and played FIFA for 10 hours and had like a tournament amongst the top just streamers on Twitch. So it's like big personalities on Twitch that people knew, flew them out there, did a thing, boom, there you go. They, right. I mean, they have their own convention. They have TwitchCon, <laughs> and all the big Twitch wow. streamers go there, and people like go who, to, to meet these people. On uh, PS4, like, you, you, again, I don't own Xbox One, so I don't know. But um, on PS4, can't you just hit a button and then stream uh-huh. to Twitch? Yep, same thing on who, Xbox. Okay, you can do that on Xbox. Okay, who do you, who went to who for that? Do you think like 
PlayStation went to Twitch or do you think Twitch tried to like because you were saying like all these like companies are going to Twitch. They are, uh, you and, know, and, I almost want to say maybe Sony went to them because I think they kind of realized the value of like the advertising. So there you side. Go. And I think that might have been something because up until really these new consoles, this, this new generation of consoles, you it was somewhat tough to stream you had to have like a really good pc you know there there was the elgato had been out there for years i mean i remember even getting sent a free elgato back when we did a vault and like my computer couldn't even barely handle it and saying screw this yeah just sold it on ebay or you know whatever i did with it there's something stupid with it and it's like you know when they put them in the consoles it just made it so easy now it's kind of few and far between that you see the big streamers just streaming directly through their console that way because it's still obvious they're using their console and there's so many other things you can do or put you know putting the chat on the screen having every time somebody subscribes little things pop up on the screen and all that and there are very easy ways to do that but you still need a pretty good PC to do that okay so somebody making a name for themselves just by using their PlayStation 4 yeah unless they're super entertaining doesn't happen that much anymore uh-huh. Uh, but it still was a big deal because it made so many people aware of Twitch or that streaming was even a thing, you know? And, and so, and even still, a lot of times when I play, I still just do it because it's easy, but I don't, I'm not like going out to be a big Twitch streamer. I'm only, you know, uh-huh. every once in a while after Guardian Radio, we would stream Destiny and like us running the raid or something, or when Battlefront came out, I was streaming a little bit. Um, but it's not like me saying like, I'm, I'm going to be a full-time Twitch streamer. I'm going for it. And then I'm going to stream yeah. for my PlayStation 4. No, if I'm going to be serious how- about it. I'm gonna how, how do you in. make money? How do you make money off of Well, it, you, it used to be that people would subscribe to your channel, but you had to become a Twitch partner. And to be a Twitch partner, you had to apply to Twitch and have X amount of viewers, like concurrent viewers, have a regular streaming schedule, and then they would approve or deny you. And then at that point, people would subscribe to your channel, okay. $5 a month. Uh, and okay. then they would get a little cut and you'd get like, you know, 375 or whatever of that. And what that gave subscribers was no more ads on not only your channel, but every channel. And then you could create little emotes for the chat that they could use anywhere across Twitch. Wait a minute. So, uh, so $5 a month for that one channel or you would subscribe to that one channel. So you would get that person's emotes so like, Which, let's say I made a, an emote of my face, like me going like, ah, like a stupid face. You could go to Gathalian, who's one of the big Destiny streamers, and put my face in his chat because you're, you know, a, a, a subscriber. I wish we had video right now. I know. Because, That's what it is. Because my face is like one of perplexment right okay. now. But, <laughs> but, okay, so this was as of about six, seven months ago. Okay. Finally, Twitch said, you know what? We're going to open up the floodgates. We're going to let anybody, you're not necessarily partnered, but people can begin to give you bits. Actually, the bits started about a year ago. So then Mm -hmm. it turned into give Twitch $20, just 20 bucks or whatever you want to do, and you have a thousand bits. You can Mm -hmm. go around to anybody's channel, and as long as they've set up like payment with their channel, you can give them bits. So it's basically giving people tips. So people could just throw money at you. Um, but then, <laughs> but then they did basically, they even opened up the floodgates more and said, all right, as long as you have an average of three concurrent viewers and stream more than three times a week for at least an hour, people can begin to subscribe to your channel. So now it's opened up to everybody. So like technically we could do that with what, with the, the enthusiast life, if we want to do it, I'm sure mm-hmm. we have at least an average of three concurrent viewers and we could start doing that. 
Um, and then you can create, if you're one of those people, you can get up to three emotes to give to your people. If you're an actually approved, you know, the original people, and I think they still accept some of those, you can get like tons of emotes that your people can get. And who creates these emotes? You do? You do. And you submit them for approval and then they decide to do it or not, to let you use them or not. And then the other way, then the way like we used to do it on Guardian Radio, and this was kind of the, the back end way to do it without being approved. This was before any of this went into play was you could just say, hey, if you want to donate, there's a, I have my PayPal link is down in the my links. And that happened. We did that with Guardian Radio like oh, okay. originally when we were getting like the PC that I run everything on now. That was the way we did it. So people could donate that way. Right. So, and many people still do that. I think I even probably still have it up on the Guardian Radio channel. It's probably still there. Every once in a while, I'll see, you know, five bucks pop in there or whatever it is. And that's just from that. But now they've made it where everybody you want to, if you want to try to make it on Twitch, you can try and do it right now. But, but it's you know, probably impossible. It's flooded. You know, it's so flooded, man. It just goes back to the idea of what I've always said with podcasts. And you've got to find that niche. Like we never had success I don't want to say never, but I mean, sure, you know, Chris, we did A-Ball Podcast, we did mm-hmm. um, Game Reaver, we did all these shows, but we just could never get this rabid audience or big audience. And it wasn't until I said, let's narrow it down to one thing. Let's do this this game Destiny that Bungie's working on. I think it might be okay. Let, let's just try it and see if we can do it. And meanwhile, you know, two years later, we were the number one podcast on gaming iTunes and, and Apple's yeah. reaching out to us to advertise on. I mean, that's bananas. So like that to me, and I, to everybody asked me, what's what's the biggest tip? Narrow it down, find a niche, find something other people aren't doing. And now, unfortunately, with, with Destiny, everybody's doing a Destiny podcast, but we were the OGs, man. Nobody was doing it back yeah. then. And that's why that show just exploded like almost overnight. And Twitch, you got to find something different. And, you know. So the know. guy, let's see here. Did the guy, the guy who started Justin TV start? Yes. Twitch? Yep. Really? Okay. Yep. Wow. And 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 now and, Amazon owns it, right? And yep. And Justin.tv wasn't that where the guy just wore the webcam. He found a way to stream his webcam like to the internet, and it was him just wearing a body cam. And then he somehow was able to take that and turn it into okay. I'll let all these other people stream to their own little channels online because he somehow was able to set up some server space, and then that exploded. And then twitch basically was hey let's just focus people want to stream video games let's just do it on this site twitch but they were still one and the same then he just threw out justin.tv and just became twitch and then amazon yeah i don't know i just use justin justin tv so i could watch the denver bronco games (laughs) and i'm I'm in new york (laughs) yeah yeah so it's crazy man twitch is it's a crazy crazy thing and you know a lot of people say like why why would you want to watch somebody play video games it's so boring and meanwhile the other night my wife is in there laughing and almost cheering on a guy with with my son as you know he's having a snack the other night watching a guy win a Fortnite match really crazy man wow so something and, and you know not every game i think is really streamable i mean you can stream any game but it's like there's only certain style of games that really hit it, you know, that are viewable. Mm-hmm. And that's, you see that now all the time. It's like, oh, that game's coming out. Is that a streamable game? Like, right. could you, is that a streamable? Like, people are always asking, could you, is that streamable? Can I stream that? Yeah. How are they able to keep it um, just focused on like gaming? Well, it's not anymore. I mean, we, when we okay. stream The Enthusiast Life, it is to the talk show. So they've created new channels. There's talk show. Oh, uh, okay. That's where we go. So you can just right. go into the talk show and there's all kinds of talk shows there. There is a food channel and it's uh, so they are literally expanding. people just okay. eating food. 
And when that came out, it was hilarious. It's, you know, a guy so sitting there eating it's like bad enough, So we've moved from taking pictures of our food and posting it <laughs> to now we're taking pictures of our food, posting that. And uh, then we are actually eating that food. Yep. Oh, God, that's and hilarious. Then there was even a channel they did. Well, the, remember, did you ever, I think I told you about it. The Twitch plays Pokemon. That was hilarious. Somebody found no. a way to take the a Pokemon, like blue or red, whatever it was, like emulator version, and made it where when people were typing stuff in the Twitch chat, it made their emulator do whatever people put in there. Right. So you had like all these people saying like, go left, go left, go left, go left. So there's just this little character on the screen, like going back and forth and doing all this crazy stuff. And they beat Pokemon. Like it took like 30 days or whatever it was. The Twitch chat beat the original Pokemon. Like, people watching play it which is crazy wow there's a um oh, what else is there there's an art channel and when that launched and i think it's even still up and running literally runs bob ross episodes 24 7 i love it bob ross just running old bob ross channel there's a, there was sometimes they'll do an anime one and it's just like channels running anime and they'll team up with like Crunchyroll and do something on there it's crazy, man. Twitch is a big deal. It's it's a oh, yeah. big, oh, yeah. big deal. And Microsoft's trying to get in it on it their own. I think they call it uh, Mixer, I think. or Because Mixler is what we use for our podcast. It's like the opposite. It's like Mixer, I think. Right. And they've basically gotten rid of Twitch, and they're trying to do their own thing, but uh, you just you can't compete with Twitch. I mean, Twitch, no. the, the branding, the name recognition of Twitch is huge. And, I mean, that's why you saw, like, Overwatch. That's why Overwatch jumped on it, because... It's like, hey, we're we're not. Why us bother hosting it ourselves? We can just throw it on Twitch, and they're 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 the exclusive broadcast platform for the Overwatch League is Twitch. Mm. So they they signed a deal basically like Fox and CBS does for the NFL and MLB and all that. They did it for the Overwatch League. Yeah, I'm on it right now, just kind of like putzing around and. You know, it's for me. It's insane. on my lunch break. I always just pop on Twitch. I always look to see what the number one played game is because a lot of times you'll maybe a new game just came out and never heard of and you can kind of go in there and check it out. Uh, or then there's a few people that I watch either play like PUBG or Fortnite now or there was one guy I always watch play like Battlefield. The guy was just incredible to watch him play. Uh, but I don't, I that's a, that's, see, that's a thing that kind of, I wonder, like my viewership on Twitch is always in short bursts. I've never sat there and watched three hours of Twitch. It'll be like 10 minutes on my lunch break or like, you know, I'll sit down with cam sometimes my son and just watch it for a little bit. Yeah. Or, you know, I've watched like Paragon when Epic, they did a big Paragon tournament this summer. We watched it cause of the podcast. So that was maybe the longest I've ever watched, but I'd watch like one match, miss a few matches, come back, watch another match. I was never sitting there watching it for a long time. So, but clearly people do. So. Wow. Yep. I mean, it's just one of those. Why didn't I think of that things that, yep. I know, man. Yeah. If we we'll our- think about it, those nine years ago or 10 years ago, whatever it is now that we started podcasting, like if we invested instead of those microphones to better our rock band mic in the coffee mug, we should have invested <laughs> in a good PC and just bought the equipment to do that. Like go, go to Twitch, man. That was the way to go. I know. Amazing. <sighs> but let's, uh, let's wrap it up here on our topic or move on to our topic because we're not wrapping it up yet. We still have a few more things to get to, uh, but that is mobile gaming. And mobile gaming mm. is even a thing on Twitch. I mean, now I think it's Android. You can stream directly to Twitch from your Android devices. There's apps that do that. So you could you could go on there, Chris, and stream yourself playing Forge of Empires onto Twitch. My son mm. does it. He, he streams himself uh, balloon 
TD Battles, I think was the game he was playing over the summer. He was going to be this big balloon TD battle. Thing. He was okay. asking me, how can he set up a PayPal and make money and all the stuff he was looking to do? <laughs> but he was streaming himself playing the game. And, you know, mobile games now are even there. So they're just that. And there's people watching. There's people, big streamers playing Clash of Clans, which is a huge mobile game um, that's out there. But, you know, what do you think it is, Chris, about the mobile games that kind of have just made them explode? I mean, is it the convenience factor? Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's in your pocket. And, you know, you got time to kill. And by time to kill, I mean, you're taking a deuce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sitting on the throne yeah you can play a quick game and uh, what's a couple bucks mean to you if you have to pay for a game Yep. you know what I mean I, I think that the, the quality of game that you get for uh, a relative relatively inexpensive um, I, you can't you can't match it that, that's where I am right now like I, I can't tell you the last uh, console game or computer game that I bought mainly because of time but um, it's just I, I don't have that time to I, as, as stupid as this sounds. I don't have time to sit down, turn on my television and turn on my console because I don't. By the time it loads up, I have something else to do. <laughs> Your daughter's you know screaming. I mean? Yeah, exactly. So um, for for me, it's just been mobile and it's and it's convenient. And, and the games are really good. They're yeah. entertaining games. Yeah. They're not they're not just there to fill in like gaps like you really get connected to a mobile game just like you would. A console game. Yeah, I think that's the interesting piece now is that the games really are, not that they're necessarily the same types of games, but the the way that they're being developed now, they are able to hook you, like you said it perfectly, they're able to hook you like those AAA console games. Because when you look back, I mean, I think even before mobile games took off, it was like the Facebook games. And I remember when we used to do our old show, Farmville, Mafia Wars, these Zenga games were huge, right? I mean, those are the big games. And I remember... I think we might have even talked about it on this show when Angry Birds came out and we had one of the guys from Rovio on. I think that very day they had just received like the first Angry Bird plushie in the studio. That's right. And yes. it was like, oh, he was like, oh my God, we have this stuffed bird. It's so cool, guys. Like, you yes. know, we're hoping this game's going to be good. And meanwhile, you know, a year later, it's the biggest friggin' franchise in video games mm-hmm. in the world at that time. Um, but, you know, it, those early games were kind of like trying to take some pieces from those Farmville games and all that. And, you know, as much as that hooked people on Facebook, your core gamers, it really wasn't doing that. But I think it was a game like Angry Birds that really brought everybody in because anybody could play it. It was easy, but it still had those hooks that some great puzzle games like a game like Tetris or something would have. Right. And so you had people like us who were these hardcore console gamers that were like, man, this game's really fun. And I, I can play it when I'm taking a deuce drop it. You know, I can play it anywhere. Right. This is so cool. Right. Um, but it was quick and easy too. like that. I think that's why mobile gaming has taken off so much as it's, it's quick getting, get out. You know, there isn't that huge time commitment and, I think I've, I've said it before, like that to me is why the switch has been great is that you can yep. put that thing to sleep and instantly wake it up. I put, I told you I played Zelda like that. I, Zelda, this big Epic should be RPG. I played it in so many short, tiny bursts. I mean, to the point where some of those bursts were a minute 45 and a commercial break for a TV right. show, but it was such a great way to play that game, to have that convenience. And I think that's why mobile games have just exploded because you right. can, you can be, you know, Let's say you're riding as a passenger in a car. You can just quickly go on, do something real fast. Okay, we're here. 
you know, put it to sleep or whatever. Go into wherever you're going. All right, we're in the movies now. We got five minutes to kill while they're showing us commercials here in the movies. Go back on your phone, do what you're doing, and just it's so easy to do that. Right. And yeah, you know, I mean, and 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 the fact that you know we're we're, we're talking about Angry Birds because I, I I wish I could remember like you know what the first game I downloaded was, but obviously that was one of early on. Yeah. Yep. And and. I didn't see it, but just the fact that they were they made a movie is pretty yeah. incredible. You know what I mean? Like that's how much it's grown. Like we are we've gone from mobile games that are now a a a viable franchise. I remember talking about we were talking about Angry Birds um, on the old podcast and would it have sustainability and kind of be up there with like. Mario like Mario yep. not to say that it would overtake anything, but would it would it la- would have staying power? Um, and Angry Birds, I think it has. I mean, yeah, it's dropped off a little bit, but I think that's just because of, of the market has just been flooded with mm-hmm. with games. It's not that the game is bad or anything anymore. It's just now people have millions of options um, and they're trying other things. But um, I do all the time, too. Like uh, the game that I had referenced earlier is. Uh, Galaxy of Heroes for me. I've never spent two years on a game in my life. And I have with this. It is my, like, uh, when I wake up in the morning, I get up in the morning with my daughter and I get her 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 bottle of juice and she kind of is still waking up. So she's either going to, like, cuddle with me or she wants to be alone on the couch and I throw on some cartoons while she wakes up. And I do my dailies in Galaxy Heroes. <laughs> it's great. It's it it's just like I I look forward to that and and uh, that game is a a total slow burn and you know you will never max out every character. I mean, it, it, unless you want to pay for it, but I, even the people that paid for it, I don't think have maxed anything out. But it's just uh, that's what I look forward to now. And then throughout the day, I I probably access it a dozen times throughout the day just to get a little bit here and there. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's become, I don't know, maybe if you want to say it's become like an addiction or something like that, but that's, it's a that's hobby, right man. Now. I mean, it's a game yeah, is yeah, a hobby. Is, I mean, yeah. that's kind of be, yeah. what, what was the term I just heard recently? Um, ah, I forget what they called it, but like there, there's games now that are out there and like destiny is one or um, uh, like uh, Warframe is one. I mean, League of Legends or not League of Legends. Um, you know, World of Warcraft, you can kind of look back at those games and say, yes, those were, but I mean, those are straight up MMOs. People are paying for content to keep coming. But like we have these games now where it's not really necessarily just the game. It's it's the idea of, and, and Galaxy Heroes has a little bit to it, but like the social aspect of, and for you, even though you may not be logging in to talk to other people through the game, our buddy Bill plays it nonstop. So right. how often are you and Bill? I mean, well, the three of us, me, Chris, and our buddy Bill are in this text chat and like, Half and every few days or so, there'll be a chat of one of them putting up a screenshot from Galaxy <laughs> Heroes. I have no idea what the hell's going. I don't even respond, but I love seeing it. And they'll go back and forth for about five minutes of, yeah, I did this, yeah, I did that, and oh, I, right. I, are you equipping this? Are you going on this? And it's so cool to see that. Like games have become this this hobby, and and not just right. like oh, I like to play video games as a hobby. It's like no, this specific game is my hobby, and that's cool. That, that's something. The yeah. games could be like well, that, you know? And, and and for the guild that when they, they came up with guilds, what, maybe about a year ago or so? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, ever since that happened, like, we we have uh, a group of guys, I think there's 50 in our, our guild, I think that's the max, 
Um, and no, like we, we are conversing all the time That's in the awesome. game. That's great. Um, there is a, a discord chat that goes on, which I don't really get involved in that because I don't know. I just, they want to do it. So they have the discord, <laughs> well, yeah, chat discord's the way whatever. Now, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's a ton of in-game chat that's enough for me. And um, but we do like we we have rules, and don't mess with the rules or you get kicked out. We've kicked a bunch of people out. Like there's a, a raid that we do, and we can our team's pretty strong, so we can finish the raid in ten minutes, ten to fifteen minutes. So wow. we do this thing where it's like you know you nobody does damage for twenty four or I think yeah it's but I think we've whittled it down to twelve hours. It used to be twenty four hours. But now it's like for 12 hours, don't go in and do any damage. So go go in, send your weakest guy in, get killed, and then you'll be on the scoreboard and you'll at least get something when it's over. You know what I mean? So um, and if people go in and do do, uh, you know, 1000 worth of damage, which is nothing, they get kicked out. It's like, no, we're not we're not playing games here like. It's wow. gotten like really serious. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. So, um, see, I mean, the, the fact that this exists on a mobile game, if you had told me that like six or seven years ago, I would have thought you were crazy. Yeah. I mean, even right. a game like Angry Birds and, oh, that's cool. It works, but it's still a mobile game. And, and when you look at a game like Galaxy Heroes, I mean, it doesn't really look. I mean, it's just sure when you see the guys fighting that, it, it looks cool, but it's yeah. not like this over the top graphic heavy game. But there's so much, so many moving pieces. <laughs> there that it can just engross you and engross uh, you oh. in a in a guild where you guys are coordinating and going through all that to do a yeah. raid a freaking raid in a, in one of these games is great i mean you know I, I think this this style or that style of game is pretty big on on um uh just the mobile space and not not just the grinding out of of characters and things like that but these energy games right that's a lot of mobile games are energy driven i mean clash of clans is like that where that's kind of how they hook you to make you maybe want to spend money and those people who who want to play those games like a typical game where it's like i never want to have to shut this thing off i want to play for three hours straight that's kind of where you run into i need to spend money but if you're somebody like yourself or who many of us many people have become where they're not sitting down and playing video games all the time. They have kids, they have jobs, they don't have the time. That style of game works so well. And I think that energy style of game, that's why mobile gaming has become so big because it's like, Oh, let me play for five or 10 minutes, step away, right? come back in two hours. I can play again for another five minutes. And it just, it just works so well. So I don't know what the first game is that did that. I, I remember like mm. the Facebook games, Mafia Wars, Farmville did that. But whoever said, I'm going to put that into a mobile game and have it send you a push notification when you can play again. Oh, brilliant. Genius. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because even if you can't play at that moment, it sparks that little thing in your brain. You're like, oh, I could play right now. If I can, maybe, Absolutely. Can I play? Can I play? Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can sign on real quick and you just sign in and boom, there you go. And for the longest time, I, I I didn't have notifications on Galaxy of Heroes because I didn't I didn't feel like I needed it because I I would go into the game so much and accidentally I hit notifications and I didn't even know it. Um, and then never since then, like I love that it's on because it'll tell me when when something's happening within our guild, and I'm like, and I gotta go in and check now. I gotta see what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. That's great. Yeah, it's it's brilliant that they did that. And and I remember we and then going back again to our old podcast, we had conversations about um Call of Duty and I don't remember which one it was, but you know, one of the 10,000 that's out um and it was the conversation was about like that the multiplayer 
and how it was like geared towards like kids with like ADHD. You know, it's like yep. five minute quick shoot them up and it really doesn't even matter if you win or lost because within 30 seconds you're you're in another game. You're back in and rolling. Yep. And and that's really like kind of I think they've they've packaged that into a nice neat little package and threw it on our smartphones. Um and it's and it's become it's become like the way of life. Yep. Yeah. I mean I think it's been great to see now what some of these bigger games that are out there be able to transition over to mobile. So like the Telltale games like The Walking Dead and yeah. any of those games, you can play it on a phone, you can play it on a tablet. Awesome, right? Because you can now get these very narrative-driven games in this hand, in, in your hand. And, and rather than read a book, you can do that. Not that I've done it, but that's cool, right, that that's there. Um, we've seen other games like racing games. There are some racing games that have decent oh, yeah. controls that are out there. There's um, the one game I'm thinking that I started playing that's almost like Galaxy of Heroes, but it's a fighting game, is okay. the Marvel uh, Conquest of Champions. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. And that game, literally, all you do is you tap on the screen. So you hold it sideways, you hit to the left. You can either double tap to jump or just hold your finger to block. And then your other moves are just tap on the screen to the right to move forward or punch. And then, like, I think you hold your finger on the right a little bit longer and they'll do like a super move. And it's still the same deal where you're collecting heroes and you're going through a little map and fighting, but it's a fighting game that surprisingly plays very well with the limited controls that it has. And it looks great. Even Injustice, Injustice 2, the big DC fighting game that just came out, they put that whole campaign onto phones and tablets. And you can play that. The whole campaign that's on PlayStation 4, you can play on mobile using that same style of controls. That's Which crazy. one is this? Injustice the, 2, the DC. Injustice, I think you wow. got to pay for it. I think it's still, you know, but it's cheaper. It's like 10 or 15 bucks, whatever it is. But you can play that on mobile. That's, <laughs> that's wild, man. Well, can't crazy. you play... Um... Uh, what's that Star Wars game? You can play Knights of the Old Republic, Knights the of the old, old Republic. RPG, one of the greatest RPGs of all time. Play the whole game yeah. on, on mobile. Yeah. And a lot of those have transitioned over pretty well. I mean, you've been able to see all these games. I mean, hell, there's even a game that I play every once in a while. I have it on our tablet or on our iPad. Vainglory, it's called. It's a right. MOBA, like a League of Legends, Dota, or Paragon. When I was getting, you know, when I was huge into Paragon, I was like, man, I you know I, I was playing a little bit of League of Legends, played some Heroes of the Storm, which is kind of like that. And then I saw that on the, the iPad. I was like, oh, let me try that. Plays great. It's an over-the-top yeah. MOBA. It's only like one lane. So rather than five on five, it's three on three. But it's awesome. Like it still has all the same mechanics those games would have. And you're just tapping on the screen, moving your character around and using your abilities to attack other players. Wow. I mean, you're seeing all even... these things being able to be used over there. And I think the other great thing about it is the games are number one cheaper to make yep. and anybody can just self-publish. So rather than like on a console where you have to get a publisher who has to spend all this money on advertising and, and all that, it's like, Hey Chris, you want to make a video game? Yeah. Let's go get game maker on, you know, Steve, yeah. which we've done, we've done it. We said, Oh, we're going to make a video game and find out, Oh shit, making a game is hard, yeah. <laughs> but we could do it. We could make a game and self-publish. So you have yep. just this explosion of, indie games and so so many unique ideas and and the only negative side of that is there's so many games coming out that you know your game can get it's just gonna get lost in the away. shuffle yeah but still yeah. you know it maybe gives you at least the experience of creating a video game and your next game yeah. could be your big hit like uh, even you know the final fantasy games are yeah are moved over even even you know my, one of my favorite games final fantasy 7 is on there 
I think it's like 15 bucks right now and I have it on my wish list and it will tell me when it's on sale and it hasn't gone on sale yet. So I haven't been able to buy it. <laughs> uh, but I, cause I have this hang up of paying like 15 bucks for, you know, like, and an that's, game, but I should. Well, yeah, it, I know. But great square, I know square the bastards. They, 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 all those games, they have like, I'm trying to think of what, you know, all the final fantasies, they have like three sixes on there. Mm. Um, what there's the, a lot of them not on Secret there, of Mana yeah. but like whatever the other one like they have so many games on there but they charge yeah $15, $20 15 it's like bring them down but That's if you tough. take a step back and say you know what look how much money you've spent on Galaxy of Heroes that game yeah, is free, I, exactly. right? That game is free, but you and like that's an issue. Like I look at Paragon, dude. I spent a hundred and eighty dollars right. on Paragon, a free to play video game. Yeah, I spent ninety dollars on Destiny Two, right? And like the free game, I spent way more money on. Like that's yeah. mind boggling when you think about it. But it's and because what's two dollars here? Or what's three dollars there? You just, exactly. And and I don't know. Like if you were to ask me, how much do I think I've spent on? Galaxy Heroes, my estimate would probably be less than I how much I've actually paid for it. Like I, I would I would guess I've probably spent maybe like fifty bucks on it. But if I really went back and went through my bank account to see what I've spent on it, it's probably closer to maybe like eighty or hundred bucks. But you don't, don't mind know. doing that because it's a game that has given you two years yeah. of Right. You have you know, you forge these relationships, which again for a mobile game to be able to do that is in this right. day is well, prior to this day, let's say it was crazy. Nowadays it it just makes sense. You know, right. we we get it. And you know, I will tell you, one of the biggest mobile games and nobody thinks about it, and there's there are a few of these, but I'm gonna say it right now and I'm gonna tell you it is the the this game is the biggest mobile game, and it's cause your moms probably play it, most parents play it, your grandparents play it. It's Facebook. <laughs> biggest mobile game out there dude i don't care what anybody <laughs> says facebook in itself is a game because people put up a picture and they're constantly looking how many likes do i have how many yeah. comments do i have oh do right. i get more likes than him oh look at i did oh, oh my wedding photo gets more oh it's a giant game man they've you completely could... gamified our culture social networking is a friggin' video game dude yeah you could say that biggest yeah. game on our mobile devices that's true that's true but i and and, and i love Especially with games, uh, you know, you, you can have, like we're talking about, like these really just beautiful looking games. And then like the, the, the cheesy, like 8-bit games are just as fun to play. Like, like uh, you know, like, I don't know, what, what was that game? Oh, like Temple Run. Yeah. Not that that was 8-bit, but it was just simple. It was just simple. And then it, those never-ending games, there, there's no end game that. There's no end game in sight for that game. It's just how far can you get? Yep. But that's enjoyable. Like, like I Mario have a game. Run, dude. They converted Mario to the handheld just in a great way. It's just you're right. literally just tapping the screen with one finger. It's awesome. Yeah, I have a game um, called Alto's Adventure. It's all, it, it's just a dude snowboarding, and it's but it's like beautiful scenery. And he it, it's he's very small. He looks like um, it's almost like what was that one that one puzzle game that I loved, uh, and it was just black and white. What the hell was that game, dude? You remember that game? Mm. And in the beginning, he's just dead, and all you can see are his eyes. Oh, uh, yeah. And there's the, the same company just came out. I can't, dude. I honestly can't. I know what you're talking uh, about, though. Yeah. They, they so, just but, came out with a game on Xbox, exclusive to Xbox, like. Did they? Uh, last year, or the year before. Okay. Yeah. So it's like that. Like it's like, and when you listen, like it tells you to listen. You know, play the game with your headphones because it has like this beautiful, like relaxing music. And you, and all you got to do, he's just, he's going down slopes 
and it's a, a distance game. And limbo. 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 There you go. Um, and and you hold the screen, and he'll do backflips, and he'll grind on like uh, wires and stuff like that. And then it's just the most basic game in the world, but it's so enjoyable. Hmm. It's so so enjoyable. But and I think that one's either free or ninety nine cents. Either nice. way, I've gotten I've been I've been playing that game for over a year. So yeah, like the the the, the content and the quality. I think is is much more than I've ever gotten out of a uh, a console game. I think I, I'm thinking of console games. Maybe like, I mean, Halo Two and Three. I, we played the crap out of. <laughs> but yep, I mean, I would say I got value out of those games. But other ones, it's yeah, hit or miss. You get, you get more value. Yeah, you're probably right because of what you're spending on the on the mobile side. Right. Um, one of my favorite games is ever played Downwell. I think that game's like no. two or three bucks. Black and white. You can actually change the colors a little bit. Um, very 8-bit, monochromatic, and it's you're literally just falling down a well. And when you mm-hmm. go down there, you're just little dude. And every time you tap the screen, he like jumps. But when okay. he jumps, he shoots things out of his feet. So oh, nice. you've got to be moving around the screen, avoiding just enemies, or you can shoot the enemies. And then every once in a while, you'll, you'll go to the side. And it's almost like Kid Icarus, where you kind of go through a door on the right, and you go in, and there'll be a power-up over there. Right. Maybe now the bullets out of your feet will spread. Or you can double jump or something like that. And so the, the idea is just to fall down this well, avoiding all the obstacles, but then you have these abilities to do things. And it's uh, a roguelike. So when you're dead, you're dead. You know, But it hmm. technically is almost like Temple Run, where it technically could be endless, but the idea is just to get a high score. And then eventually you can unlock like different uh, little skins for your little dude. But it's right. great. I mean, I think it's even available on Steam on the PC, but just the mobile version of that game is a blast. I mean, I, I must have right. played it on the can for like a month straight. <laughs> it was like my, that was my can game. <laughs> Kick the can. Wow. Yeah, that was um, a good game. Yeah, like, well, well, two two other games that I want to mention. Like, one is, like, All the Rage right now, and that's HQ Trivia. Of course. And, yep. and I told you about that. Like, you, you can win money just by playing, tr- answering oh, 12 questions. It's a big questions. thing in my house now, man. It's crazy. Uh, we've been playing, yep. What's the farthest you've gotten so I far? I think we got eight. Yeah, I think I've gotten to nine twice. Uh, but it gets, it gets difficult. And the thing is like in the end, if you were to reach the end, you're going to win like 12 bucks. Yep. <laughs> it's not like you're going to win a ton of money. <laughs> um, so that, and then, you know, again, going with the, you know, simplicity, simplicity of anything, um, at my, at my job, like there's one patient that I have who like, I've always, I've always known like how to play basic chess but i've never been really told like the the official rules and stuff like that um and there's a patient at work who is like he's so good at chess and there was like some downtime one day i'm like dude teach me how to play and he did and he taught me the rules and where every single one goes and and he's dude like this guy's like he's like bobby fisher type of like awesome chess player so he taught me and we played a couple games and he he beat me handily like he was never in danger uh, but after that, I went and downloaded a chess app. And every once in a while, I'll just load it up and play chess. <laughs> nice. It's that simple. It all goes back to, what was it, Minesweeper? Wasn't that the old game on like the old Windows? Yeah, which I have no idea how to play that game. Like, but but it was like, you know, that's what, like, and think about it. Remember Snake? I think my original Nokia phone oh, like Snake, it, right? Loved Those Snake. are the original mobile games, but you could never see yourself investing 
you know, oh, this is going to be my game to play for two years. Right. But like, here we are at a point where mobile games are just huge. And, you know, I said earlier on the show that they've infested AAA games. I mean, look at the backlash for things that happened with like Battlefront 2 this year. I mean, they pulled mm-hmm. in these free to play, this free to play model that are in these games, like these mobile games and threw them into these big games. And the, the backlash has been terrible from people because people are like, wait a minute. No, yeah. those, those are, that's meant for those games, not for these big triple A games that we like are like loot crates were something that were never in any video games really until mobile games. And then now they're, they're there. So I think the mobile genre has just exploded so much and people have seen the success that those games have had, that they're now taking just mechanics and tropes and things from them and throwing them into all these other games. And that stuff's not going away. Like that's kind of where we are now with video games. Mm -hmm. Um, it's an interesting like, time, man. I think we're seeing the transition of, of games going in just a, a different direction. I think that the whole idea of games as a service, which is what's cool, because a lot of the, even though Angry Birds was super successful in that, I think we're starting to see now the very successful mobile games being the games as a service. So like I would even consider like Clash of Clans a games as a service, Galaxy of Heroes a games as a service, where it's a game that's just is constantly going you know, you're always going to play it because you always go yep. back. It's your hobby. That's what that idea is. So right. a game like Destiny, that's what they're trying to do with it. Or, um, you know, even, I mean, Battlefront 2, no, you know, no season pass. That was kind of their idea because it's game as a service. We're just going to have these seasons in the game. We're going to put out the Last Jedi DLC. Now when Solo's coming out, there's going to be season two probably, and it'll be whatever that content is. Like, right. that's where games are. They're not, nobody's really, exp- I mean, some companies still are expecting you to buy this game and that's it from A to point B, but we're not going to see that that often anymore, man. Like, you know, God of War comes out in April. Mm-hmm. That's a game that's going to come out and, you know, people are going to buy it and probably trade it in back to GameStop. <laughs> three, which nothing against God of War. I'm getting God of War. It's going to be great. I freaking love Kratos. Yeah. I can't wait to play it. But the way that I play games now, it's more of those games as like, I hell, I'm freaking out still over Monster Hunter. I love freaking Monster Hunter. That's a game as a service. It's an online game that, Sure, you can play it offline, but I know there's free quests coming, and they're going to give us more stuff. Yeah, that's the cool. So do you think that's the way games are now, man? If, if your may, game may, doesn't do that, you're going to be left behind. Do you think? And I was going to say maybe this is a, uh, a a question for like another day because this might go on for a while. Do you think that like the writing's on the wall for like your how how we know console gaming? Like, do you think like PlayStation Four and Xbox One? Is there anything after it? Do you think consoles will always have a place? Or are we going to move on from that? I, th- I think you're still always going to have consoles just due to the ease of... You think so? Have, ...of having a box. Now, whether or not... I mean, I dude, I think we're right on the brink of the vision that everybody laughed at and outraged over with the Xbox One of, no, what do you mean no disk drive and no... You know, yeah, uh, you're right. That, like, we're kind of there now, man. Like, right, yeah. that whole... We talked about that Xbox Game Pass. You pay what was it 10 bucks a month and you just get all these games why would you ever buy a disc again from microsoft like of their first party games just get everything digital and then at that point all they need to do is put out a little box where you can just download the games and as long as it can run it it's fine amazingly amazingly like i mean when did that come out when did xbox one come out two years ago uh 20 when was destiny was 2014 so 2013 those systems came out xbox one Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, yes. Holy crap. I can't believe it's been that long. Wow. Um, we weren't there. 
at that point in time. Yep. You know what I mean? So five years later, four years later, we are there. I think we're definitely at that point where it's, yeah, we don't need the disk drive anymore. You know what was ahead of its time? Take, what do you think was ahead of its time? The Ouya. Not the Ouya. <laughs> oh. Before the Ouya, uh, we, we, we had accounts to this free. Oh, on live? On live. Yeah. Well, on live is a great service, man. Uh, it was. But, but see, here, there, there's, there's a couple different things. That was a streaming service. And PlayStation right. themselves, they have a streaming service right now. PlayStation Now, I think they call it. But like when, when, Xbox when is I doing, say ahead of its time, it, it was it was the beginnings of something that of if service. Yeah. Yes. That if, if given proper attention and care and, and love could have boomed into something that we see like now. Yeah, I now, know it was streaming. But now when now the issue then was bandwidth, people didn't have fast enough speeds. Right. I've had here. I've had the luxury of the last year just in my neighborhood, just based on we were just lucky. And Google Fiber was coming in, and I don't have Google, but I have Windstream, and it's one gig up, one gig down. My internet speed's been great. However, mm. I've been when I run at the gym, I look up at the TV, and Spectrum, which was previously Time Warner, is now advertising 940 megabits. It's here. Bandwidth is here. People can yeah. a lot of people now can get those bandwidths. The streaming at that point should be pretty damn close to where you can just stream the games and then then god man at that point you could have a, a thing the size of a quarter stream yeah. or any as long as it can have an hdmi out on it you, you're streaming it straight up just like you're streaming television you know at that yeah. point you just have to have a bluetooth I mean, you know at that point your, your tv it's a smart tv it's just streaming i mean there already are sony tvs that have playstation now built into them and you just take a playstation 4 controller and right. sync it with a bluetooth you know bluetooth through the tv and you're playing it yeah, I was gonna say if it, if it, if that was still around, there'd be an app on like the Fire Stick for it. Yeah, and you could just load up games right on the Fire Stick. Like you yep. you can do that now. Yep. So it was a really good really good idea that if given time could have been a huge player. But nah, one reason or another, just didn't. I still have the T-shirt though. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I had that unit for a long time too. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. But yeah, we had a on live was an account for those that didn't know. It was a, basically a streaming service. that was out. They tried to make it a pretty big deal. They even put sent out like these little physical things you could have, where you could stream it through your computer. Uh, had a ton of games, a lot of like THQ games around there, and um, some other games in that. And uh, they gave us full access. Gave us like, ah, here's the account. You got every game that's on there. So it was yep. like the greatest thing in the world. We had all these games. Uh, but There's a lot of uh, uh, Lego games on there. Remember, like Lego Harry Potter was on there. And- yep. Yeah, but let me see if I can look them up. Original online games, but yeah, I forget uh, what happened yeah. when they they had shut that down. But um, but well, you know, someone bought it, right? I think so, but it's not. Uh, I mean, actually, I mean, PlayStation might have had something to do with that. Sony may have bought them using that technology. I don't know. Uh, but you can, I know, you can even speaking of just keeping it on the mobile tip, you can stream PlayStation Now too. I think there's apps you can get on tablets, and then again, sync a Bluetooth controller to it, and you're playing PlayStation games through your phone or your tablet, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of lot of things you can do nowadays, man. Gaming is is really going to be shifting here in the coming years, and you know I think the mm-hmm. mobile side had a a lot to do with that. Just kind of, sure. I think it kind of swooped in and just changed everything. You know, I mean, yeah. I remember what's his name. Um, I can't think of his name um, from Nintendo, but him saying basically like, "Oh no, mobile, we're not worried about it. We're still going to do the 3DS." And which, granted, the 3DS has been hugely successful for Nintendo. Right. But then it, you know, there came that point where Nintendo said, "Wait a minute, like, no, that could be huge." And then you saw 
you know, all their games now coming out. You know, they're, 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 ha- they have a whole big mobile initiative because they know they can make money there, man. Sure. Yes. Uh, Awada, uh, Mr. Awada was the one who, who passed away, unfortunately. But he, that was, I remember that quote from him saying, like, you know, the mobile scene will never overtake, you know, our handhelds, never. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it is. So <laughs> crazy. But uh, mm-hmm. all right. Well, let's go on here. We got uh, one more or one email here I want to read real quick, which is our email winner, which if you're still stuck around, I mean, we're now we're 35 in here, man. We're still going. Mm. Um, but our winner of the Infinity Countdown book, Adam Warlock, is Don of the Dead, a.k.a. Oh, yes. Donovan Howell. So congratulations to you, my friend. And he wrote to us at theenthuselife at gmail.com. He said, hey, guys, congrats on the show. Been a fan of Guardian Radio since launch and followed Mark over. In theme of X-Men, I figured I would ask, how do you think Marvel will merge the X-Men with the acquisition? So he's referring to the uh, supposed Disney buying Fox. Mm -hmm. Uh, With the next phase seemingly heavily planned, will they modify that to sneak them in or do their own standalone films? Uh, a la Guardians, and eventually bring them in all together. Will they recognize the Fox history or scrap it all and start fresh? So many awesome X-Men characters have been Avengers over the years, and it would be neat to see some in the new Avengers. I assume they will eventually lead up to it. Curious to hear your take. Thanks, Don of the Dead. P.S. Lore is awesome. Binging it hard. Thanks for that one. Well, Lore is awesome? Is that what you said? Lore, the podcast lore, yeah. Oh. Yeah, definitely, man. You're welcome, man. So what do you think, man? Um, if if the X Men are officially acquired, which wasn't there somebody else coming in? Was it Comcast or somebody else trying to jump yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, that's where we should kind of start. It's not a hundred percent official yet. Uh, it's looking like it is, but yeah, Comcast wants to come. I guess that's what they're Perfect saying. Perfect world, and they get it. Okay. What are they going to do with the X Men? Wow. Uh, Stand, there's got to well, be a standalone film at least, right? At least oh, one, yeah, if yeah, not yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. No, there has to be. Um, I'm going to bring up this question just so I have it on time. Okay. Um, what did he say? Okay. So with the next phase seemingly heavily planned. Yeah. I mean, the next phase is heavily planned, but that doesn't mean like they can't include them. Cause like you're saying, like it's, it's they're They're going to have their own stories and their own standalone movies. Right. So um, they can easily just incorporate those movies into what they already have planned. They don't have it. They haven't filmed the thing for this next phase. Um, so they got plenty of time to kind of plan that stuff out. Uh, didn't he say something about like, like current, can they add them in or something like that? Yeah. Like maybe just kind of have them appear. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Um, I, I, I read an article with, uh, his name's escaped me. The one who's in charge of like the Marvel universe, Okay, I know the, the, the movie side, he, he said, they haven't even had discussions on what they're going to do with the X-Men, namely because it's not official. Like they don't really have them. So, um, and it's not just the X-Men, but I know that's the golden ticket is the X-Men. Uh, but I'll tell you this, like the moment that it happens, the moment that we finally see all these guys like on, uh, on an infinity war level, but included with the X-Men will be probably the greatest moment in movie history. And you can throw like what Casablanca or the Wizard of Oz <laughs> or, you know, Citizen Kane. It will be epic beyond belief. And, you know, no Star Wars movie will touch that nope. when, when that when that happens. Um, it's what everybody has been waiting for since Iron Man came out. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. But I, I, I mean, to put a time frame on it, 
again, that's tough because you got, I mean, what you got movies planned for next year already, right? I mean, I think that's the end mm-hmm. is next year. And then how quickly they do it, I don't know. Um, I mean, hmm. I, I would think that if they do get it, they're going to want to push that, at least that first film out as soon as they can. Now, you know, he asked the question, are they going to throw away the Fox history? Yes, I think I think they're done. Just, just, just like they did with Spider-Man. It's like, hey, we got Spider-Man now. We're not going to delve into that. I mean, I guess technically the way some of that plays out, you know, maybe you could say that they you can just infer that some of those movies happen, but no, they didn't. You know, it's like, no, 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 none of that Spider-Man mm-hmm. stuff happened. This Peter Parker is totally different Peter Parker than we had before. But, you know, they don't go into his origin because they don't need to. You know, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe that's something they could do at some point is do it, do a, a Spider-Man origins and, and go that route. But I don't think they're going to do that. And I don't think, right. you know, um, everything that's happened in the Fox films, I mean, already just Phoenix in herself, you know, they've done the Phoenix before they're doing it again, obviously doing it somewhat right this time, but you know, they're, they've kind of thrown away. Even some of those original films are kind of what happened. So, um, I think they would be crazy to go with that because then you, you have these precedents that you need to work into your other films and it just doesn't make sense. I mean, we've never even heard anything about mutants at all in the Avengers movies. And if those, other storylines were happening and you try to consider that canon also at some point some of that would have bled into the avengers somewhere right but they didn't um yeah well i think honestly what would be great is for them to do just the classic original x-men and then maybe do and and even don't include wolverine because maybe at that point well i mean if hugh jackman decides to stay on i I think you have to but i think it would be neat to just do the original x-men like the first class movie basically that and would, then yeah. if they do decide to recast logan at some point because you know who knows at what year that would happen then you do like the giant sized x-men type movie you know where it is the whole new team coming in and they bring in wolverine and and nightcrawler and all that and do it that yeah. way i think would be cool that would be really cool. rather than have yeah. you know wolverine in the, in the first movie no 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 do the first class do it that way like here's the x-men set that precedent and, then, and, you know, who knows? Maybe then there is a crossover, and that's what that giant size X-Men is, is maybe that's that first film where we have Captain America, whoever what it is, meeting up with the first-class X-Men, and then somehow the giant sized heroes start coming in, and that's how it all bleeds yeah. together. And then suddenly you have this epic moment of all these heroes on screen that we've been dying yeah. to see, like, oh, my yeah. God, here they are. They're all finally here. Yeah. Even even just, even just one of the Marvel characters just mixing in with X-Men is enough. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, cause, cause this, what's, what's going to happen with infinity war is not what's going to happen for, for all of these movies. You know what I mean? Like we, we only get like a a brief moment of intersecting uh, storylines and movies. And, and that those brief moments are enough to like, just wow us. So it's not going to be um, an infinity war like crossover for a, a long time now. Um, but I think if they get them, so let's see. So, um, the, the Phoenix movies coming out later this year, right? Not next year. Yep. And then, and then what? And then there's really nothing planned for X-Men, right? That's it. I don't um, think there's none of them. What did I, what was I thinking? This year we're getting, um, I'm trying to think of all the movies we're getting. So we're getting Black Panther, we're getting Infinity War, and then... Ant-Man and Wasp. Ant-Man and Wasp. And then we're yep. getting uh, Deadpool. We're getting yep. um, Phoenix. 
yeah. and the new mutants we're getting. Okay. And then we're also getting Venom. So we're technically getting seven Marvel films this year. Right. But for X-Men. Specifically X-Men, X-Men for X-Men. three. It's new mutants. And technically Deadpool is X-Men, really. I mean, it is. It's got yeah. Colossus in it. I mean, they, they, they consider it that because it's, it's still Fox. And then you're getting um, the Phoenix. So we're Phoenix. really so, getting three of those movies this year. Right. So after the Phoenix, though, there's nothing. They're, they're not filming anything Mm-mm. for after Phoenix. Not that we know so, of. So they're like... They're going to need to put together an X-Men movie and get it out because there's going to be there might be a couple year break where we don't have any X-Men mm-hmm. in, in movie form. So they're going to need to do that first. That That's the first and, and reintroduce people to uh, the X-Men. I mean, it's not to the extent of like reintroducing Star Wars. There's not going to be like, you know, 10 years in between movies. But uh, people are going to be jonesing for an X-Men movie. At that point in time. So yeah. they got to get them back out there. Get them back in the public eye. Um, what direction they go. Anybody's guess. But it'll be interesting. I really like what you said. I think that's. Yeah. Kind of like going giant X-Men. And 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 uh, going to all the different. You know like uh, Storms. Like where, where he pulled Storm from. Yep. Her goddess. Uh, world that she was living in. And um, getting Colossus from. His farm in Russia. <laughs> you know, like doing It'd be cool that, to do that. It would be great. It would be really great to to kind of get the origins of those guys. And yeah, and you don't need Wolverine for that because if you push Wolverine in the beginning, people are going to be like, "Nope, it's yep. not Jackman." So yep. don't. I would. I would agree with that. Don't do that in the first movie. It's way to go, man. I yeah. hope they do it. Don, thanks for the email, and we'll uh, be sending you that code for uh, Adam Warlock Infinity. Campaign. You want me to just read it on the air? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't done a giveaway in a while, man, but no, please don't do that. Um, so for next week, like we said, email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Uh, we're going long. Dude, we're at an hour 45 right now on this podcast. Love it. This is, this is almost as long as our Star Wars podcast. Yeah. Um, but uh, email us, and what are we gonna, what copy? Can we give away a copy of X-Men Red? Uh, did you, already, we, did, you, did you already give away your code? No, I didn't give it. No, but uh, oh, I was gonna say no. Well, no, next next week. No, I was gonna say maybe X Men Two would be out, but but not by then. No, I didn't. I didn't redeem my code. We can give that one away if can you we want. Give that one because that's a good one, man. That's <laughs> yeah, a great we'll one, one actually. So uh, next week, email us what you think Chris was gonna show or do crazy, and and obviously we know you're not gonna get it right. So the winner's not gonna. Be the person who came closest to it. Just give us something crazy because it's it's fun to read these silly things. Uh, so be <laughs> use your imagination. Come up with something crazy that Chris was going to yeah. show on camera. And uh, we will, of course, have video again next week. Uh, so you can find that on our YouTube page. You'll find that in the show notes. Uh, follow us on Twitch. We'll record next week at twitch.tv slash Reverb Turks. Again, in the show notes. And don't forget to check crazy thing because what it actually is will not live up to all the right. craziness that you come up with. Right. <laughs> and uh don't forget you can um or check out our website thecomicpanel.com it's our comic news and reviews website uh big shout out to gary uh slay steel soul for helping us out over there and, and giving yeah. some opinion pieces and that and you know i'll tell this if you want to write anything or are interested at all in being a part of the comic panel uh mm-hmm. send us some pieces because chances are we might post it yeah <laughs> so if you're mm-hmm. if there's any books that you read, comics that you read every single month, every week, and you want to just um, you know maybe review it for the site or anything like that, I mean there's nothing glamorous about the comic panel, I'll tell you that. But you know, hey, it's a great place just to post some stuff and have fun posting online and get get your words out there for sure. Yeah. Um, so email us theenthuslife at gmail.com. 
Um, so Chris, what do you got coming up this week, man? Anything uh, interesting or big? Uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. Yes. Yeah. When are you yeah. going? Uh, Saturday morning. Okay, I think that's what I'm yep. doing too. So Saturday or the next week, guys, definitely going to be talking about Black Panther. That I'm, I'm we're going to go into it. We're going to probably spoiler spoilerific next week. Yeah. Uh, not the whole episode, obviously, but uh, maybe what we'll do is we'll talk about a bunch of things. But that I think will be the big topic next week. So yes. we'll go through some other things and then save that for the end, so you can cut it off at that point. Um, and we'll announce the winner also before we do that, so you don't have to see if you won. Uh, but that's the big thing. You know what I've been doing a lot this week, man. I know I kind of mentioned it last week. I've been watching a hell of a lot of Dragon Ball Super, man. Oh, really? I'm you got into up it? On that since... damn show, dude. Yeah. This Dragon Ball fighting game just got me back into it, and I'm I think I'm like. 33 episodes still behind i gotta go but i want to try to catch up before they air that last episode yeah um i think it's the end of march i think is when. but you know what's i found like i'm watching on my phone or on the ipad and it's almost like i'm reading a comic because it's subtitled Mm -hmm. and we'll my wife will be watching whatever on tv and i'll just turn the volume down and i'm just watching it just reading the subtitles it's almost like i'm reading a comic and each one takes about 20 minutes you know because i'm kind of i fast forward through the beginning and ending credits Right. And uh, so it's kind of neat. I'm like, man, like I could probably watch more anime. Like there's other animes out there I've never watched. I'm like, I could probably just do it this way where I'm just kind of reading the subtitles and just kind of enjoying it for what it is. So, right. Good. Um, I recommend well, it. Thing, Dragon Ball fans, go watch Dragon Ball Super. And the other thing I got to finish because, um, you know, my, uh, DC is not my thing. I, I you know, I, 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 I tend towards Marvel. Um, but Gary gave me uh some dc books to read and uh the first one was kingdom come which i've known about for a long time um and i told you guys like when i went to the jay and silent bob secret stash in in jersey the guy who cashed me out told me about it this was probably three four years ago and i'm like yeah that sounds pretty interesting and i never got around to it and then gary he's like trying to get me into dc more which i'm open to but uh, he's like, I'm going to come up with a list of like four or five books I want you to read. And the first one he said was kingdom come. Nice. So I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, the, the guy who's at the, the most awesomest comic book shop in the country, one of them anyway. Uh, and the writer for our website said to read this book. So I'm in the middle of reading that. And so far it's, I mean, it, the art is awesome. So cool. the art is fantastic. Um, and the story is 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 interesting and cool. Uh, so far, it is Superman is awesome. He's just dominant, and <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, but it's cool. It's a it's a cool story. So hopefully, I can finish that next week, dude. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's end this uh, marathon show here, guys. Thank you, everyone here, for tuning in to us. However, you're tuning in, whether it was through Podbean, through iTunes, or whatever your podcast is. Thank you so much, and Jason. Thank you for. Listening to the show every week, buddy. We appreciate it, man. We know uh, you like listening. And yeah, we uh, hope you liked it. Yeah, hope you liked it, man. So we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Later.